Hello and welcome to another episode of Badminton Science. I am still your host, Robert Johnson, and first of all, I'm going to explain why I haven't been uploading episodes for a few months, and uh, it's not because I'm lazy, it's it's not because I've been busy, it's uh, because of some sort of a medical condition with my... um, yeah, I don't actually know what's... Uh, they don't really know what's uh, what's going on, but... Um, my throat is, is uh, affected. Uh, my voice is affected, which means that I... Sometimes ha- have difficulties speaking and... Um, uh, yeah, trying to do a podcast when, when your voice isn't... <laughs> isn't what it's, what it's supposed to be and your throat is really sore. It's not, uh, it's not an ideal situation. And then add on a, a huge uh, amount of um, weekends being sick with uh, flu-like symptoms. And um, yeah, it's not been the, the greatest period of my life. Um Especially not this Christmas, which I I want to talk about today. But uh, yeah, that that wasn't too good. So um, yeah, let's um, let's not dwell on the past. Let's let's move on. Um, before we roll the intro, I'm just gonna say that I will be. I will. I need to um, make the episodes a bit shorter because of my throat. It's not. Uh, good yet uh, so i have to really really be careful not speaking too much unfortunately unfortunately but um yeah let's dive into this episode uh, which i tried to record for a few weeks ago but uh, there was something wrong with the audio so i i bought some new equipment which i hope will make everything sound a lot better but Let's not talk too much before the intro rolls. Let's just enjoy this episode, which will be which will be about how to plan uh, your yearly tournament schedule. Let's roll the intro. Awesome! Awesome! So one of the things that I've been reflecting on a lot these last years uh, when I'm when I uh, I quit competing and I quit uh, uh, training badminton then I I I'm still training you know but not not badminton and what I kind of thought about a lot was just like are we really when we are competing, when we when we play a tournament, are we actually uh, doing it the right way? And this kind of led me to uh, to some realizations about uh, we we kind of get too stuck in the idea of we we only compete, we only play tournaments to win. And this might seem kind of strange and stupid to say because. Of course you compete to win. Uh, of course you play tournaments to win. And I agree. Like I, I if someone said to me, "Yeah, I'm just going to play this tournament, but I, I I'm not going to try and win." Uh, that would kind of piss me off quite a lot if I was a coach or if I just heard them them 
talking like if they're not kids then of course kids should have fun but as an adult or as a as a teenager like yeah we should kind of try and win but uh hear me out so the idea came from like i saw a lot of players in the in the top ranks they were just playing tournament of the tournament like they they had some sort of a like kind of a good ranking which meant they were able to participate in some bigger tournaments and um, some kind of medium-sized tournaments um, and uh, I just saw them like just losing the first round in every tournament uh, they didn't improve they just uh, played and they didn't do well and then kind of um, they did it seemed like they kind of got tired of, of, of playing badminton because they, they felt that they were getting nowhere, they were just losing the first round, and so on. And I get it, because it's not fun to lose, and especially not if you're in the habit of losing, it's it's really not that fun. Uh, I can tell you that from first-hand experience. And that's why, why I thought a lot about, okay, so how can we actually improve um, uh, during the... like. If we're talking about long-term improvement, we're talking about keeping a good ranking, um, actually progressing on the ranking list, but actually, and also simultaneously progressing in our improvements. Uh, and I, I created this this document, uh, which is available at sugiyamabadminton.com for free. Of course, I'm, I'm not selling anything. It's just uh, free stuff. Um, or it will be available at least soon. Um, but this, I kind of go through my 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 thoughts about maybe we should sometimes really try and implement um, what we've been trying to to improve on in practice in a tournament setting. And what this means is that if if we're working on, let's say, um, let let's say that for for instance, let's take a pro as an example let's say anders antonsen is um, is currently working on his uh, attacking game so let's say he wants to get back to uh, or or like increase some elements of uh, of um, injection of pace let's say that when we saw him play uh, 2019 like his movement going forward after a smash was so fast uh, it was why he gave momota some some problems during some of their matches uh, of course not the, the world championship final in 2019 that was not much of a challenge for Momota but um, in general like like he was so fast going forward and now he, he's been uh, adopting a new playing style which has been working kind of well for him but let's just take him as an example of someone who tries to really add some aggressive element into his game then if if he does it perfectly in training, let's say he's he's really bad at it in in the beginning, it doesn't really work out in the in the practice setting, but he keeps on working like going from the multi shuttle to to some um, just one shuttle um, to some match practice in a, in a in a training setting, which means that he he if he fails it doesn't really matter, but then let's say he he really masters it in the in the practice setting. But then he can't really do it against the top players because he doesn't dare to. He, he, he oh, like it's it's a lot of money at stake. It's a lot of 
of ranking points I need to perform. I'm just going to play what's comfortable for me, which is my new playing style, which means then that you don't really add in this new element of, um, um, of play. Then you have basically wasted your practice because you, you've done something that, that you're really good at in practice, but you can translate it, translate it into a tournament setting because you have there's something missing. It's like if, if I'm getting really, really good at, uh, at um, let's say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a badminton player again. Let, let's say that. And I, I, I really feel that, like, yeah, I need to work on my, on my conditioning. I need to, I, I get out of breath so fast. I, um, I need to do something. And then I really, really work on, on my aerobic capacity, which means that I'm, I'm going out running uh, slow, long distance running, you know, not getting my heart rate up too high. Uh, and I'm I'm getting a really good base, like I feel kind of ready to run a marathon. But all but when I get into a badminton setting, I get really fatigued instantly because now what I've done is I've created a situation for myself where I am really good at running, uh, and I can run for hours uh, without getting too tired. But I can't play some intense badminton rallies. Now what's going on there? And that's the same principle. Like I haven't. Uh, been specific enough I haven't tried it out I haven't I've just focused so much on on this slow distance running that I haven't prepared my body for what's happening when we play badminton and that's kind of the same thing although there's some slight differences of course uh, but it, the principle is the same because we've done something and we've gotten good at something but we can't translate into to when it really matters um, and I think that if we only played the tournaments that are um, really tough uh, where we only play to win uh, then we will play to our strengths we will never try and like really get better at our weaknesses then we fail um, so for instance like I think some players should uh, should really like let's say you're in the top top 15 in the men's singles uh, at the moment uh, and you're only playing the the super 500s 750s and 1000 1000s and maybe you you lose let's no let's let, let's not say the 15 best like, let's say you're around 25 to 35 in the rankings let's say that if you only play the big tournaments of course you can sometimes do get a good draw where you face someone you can actually beat in the first round but then next round it's Axelsen or Jonathan Christie or whoever and you you're most likely to lose then yeah that might be be good sometimes and of course you should really try and play the super 1000s because they are so valuable in points and money and everything but sometimes I really think we need to to look at like why don't we play the super 300s why don't we play the super 100s just to get some wins uh, because there's a lot of people who can keep the ranking just going to to a super 1000 losing the first round but still getting points together and and like they are kind of able to just stay at that 30, 32 ranking spot and that's that's fine if you want to do it but i think that if we only do that and we, we never play easier tournaments just to get confidence, just to try some new things, then then we really miss out in the bigger picture because uh, we need to to um, even though I'm I'm all for it, like really uh, getting some good matches and and trying your best against the best players, we also need to win. If you only lose, 
then you will lose. I mean, it's uh, it's really hard because like if you think, oh yeah, I was so close to 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 beating this player, and I'm always this close. I'm I'm really good. Then yeah, it's it's good that you are close to beating him. But like getting that two points and like actually winning the match is so much harder than you actually think. Even though you can play like. Yeah, yeah, I lose in two two games, but it's like 21-18, 21-19 every time. Like, yeah, the player who beats you are a lot better and a lot better at winning than you are, uh, which means that we kind of need to try and, and play against some worse players. And now, of course, this kind of seems stupid. Like, if I were to listen to this podcast like five years ago, I would be like, what are you saying? What are you saying? But but just hear me out and really like really try and focus on what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that we need some tournaments from a like sports psychology aspect. We need to win. Some matches we need to like really play against players who are at our level so we can really measure up against someone. So let's say you're ranked uh, 30th in the world, 3-0 that is. Then you need to to like compete at against players who are like. 28 or 32 like in that span like close to you uh, some a little bit better just a tiny bit better some just a tiny bit worse uh, but just like really try and play against those players and that's good so we need to play against worse players than ourselves so we can win and so we know how to win matches we need to uh, really um, add some pressure and playing against uh, players who are at our level um, or you just slightly above or slightly below. And then we need to play against players who are a lot better than us, uh, just to, to get a feel for like, how are they playing? Where are my weaknesses? How is he winning over me? Uh, um, and just get a feel for, okay, so this is what I'm, I'm winning points or I'm winning matches because I'm doing this right. Uh, and then like when you, and that's when you play against the, the, the players who are a lot below your level. And then when you play against people your own level, then it's like then you can really find out. Okay, so um, oh, actually, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Um, and you can really like get the the psychology going because of of the the challenge that it is to play against someone your own level, because you need to really bring your A game to win. And then we need to play against those players who, if you play your best match in your whole life. You will still only get like 12, 15, 12 to 14 points per game um, if you play the best you ever played in your life. Uh, and that's just to, to, to feel the tempo, feel like what are the best players doing? Are there some, are they exploiting some really big weaknesses of mine? Uh, because when you play the, the really bad players, you really find out about your own strengths a lot because that's how you score points. When you play against the players who are really, really good and a lot better than you, then you will find out what are your weaknesses because they will exploit them every single time. And when you play the, the players at your own level, then you will kind of get a feel for um, um, what you need to do to, to just win those tough matches. Um, yeah, but... In the in the document, I, I I also outline like how you should think about planning your whole season and not just the the tournament, um, but also how uh, how you can add your strength and conditioning um, 
and how you can work on specific physical goals uh, in the meantime, like while you're also trying to peak for a competition or if you're just in a, in a, in a really tough block of just hard training. So that's what I'm kind of going through in, 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 this, um, in this document. But I really think it's, um, it's something we should kind of think about a bit more. Um, and of course, like the goal is not for you to lose matches because you're trying out something new. It's just like sometimes you have to try something new and sometimes you have to win and sometimes you have to, um, to do other things. But yeah. Uh, don't just compete always to win uh, in the short term. Like really try and focus on your long-term development. So this document kind of outlines my thoughts on that. And hopefully someone thinks I'm, re I'm really wrong and try and starting a podcast and calling me out on this so we can have a discussion because uh, that's kind of what we need more of. Uh, I think that there aren't a lot of people who are talking about this um kind of new ideas on how to how to to look at your at the sport and how you are actually supposed to compete like i'm not saying that i'm right i'm just saying that like this is something we we should think about um because oftentimes we just forget that we actually need to uh to play some different um styles of game like for instance like me as a player i was really offensive because i was really bad at uh, playing defensively defensively as a as a singles player and that meant that I, I always played uh, offensively, and I didn't understand like how do defensive players win their points? Like what do they do? I didn't understand it. But if I would have played against, let's say, some some worse players than myself, and just tried out like, okay, so now I'm gonna be more defensive. Like what should I do to to score points? And kind of learn just from from playing different playing style. Like how do you win points? Because this will then translate to when you're playing someone who who. Uh, uh, who is really good let's say you're you're an offensive player and you're playing against someone who is really 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 good at playing defense how do you kind of combat that and that's from learning how they play by playing it yourself um so yeah that's um that's the whole idea behind this podcast and the uh, the document that you will find at suigamabadminton.com in the coming uh, days and week um yeah I, I will try to to upload more podcasts uh, it all depends on my health um of course um but hopefully i i can can maybe do two a month hopefully but anyways thank you so much for listening to this episode again uh i thought it would be nice to start a new year with a fresh podcast episode uh, thank you so much and we'll talk soon.